everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host, Bashi. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> and Miss Miriam T's here today. It's she, her, me. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and you guys, we have a very special guest today that I'm super excited. He's going to be hanging out the whole episode. Vivi, did I say it right? Vivi. <laughs> Vivi. Viva? Viva the Force. I knew I was going <laughs> to fuck it up. I always do that. God damn it. Right off the bat, Tony. I know. Fuck. Everybody give it up for Tony. Yeah. I hate myself. I hate myself. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. It's been a crazy week, as everybody knows, with everything that's happening in the world. But today, we're going to talk all about your drag and your art and everything that's happening. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. yes. Um, so to start off, you are a drag queen here in San Diego. How long have you been doing drag in San Diego? Uh, I've been doing drag since 2010. Um, that's when I first kind of started getting my feet wet, stepping out onto the scene um, here in, in San Diego. Actually, um, Father's Day, which is tom- tomorrow, yeah. right, is uh, my drag birthday. And really? uh, my first drag was at Lips for you, So You Think You Can Drag, and it was on a right. Father's Day. Oh, wow. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 11 years old, 10, 10 years old. 10 years oh, old. Yeah. Are you yeah. from San Diego originally? Yeah, I was raised here in San Diego. Oh, okay. Uh, Bash and I were too. We're both natives, which there's not a lot in San Diego. (laughs) Yeah, you know, a lot of people come, like, a lot of people leave, I think, San Diego. Yeah, that's true, too. I'm in also because it's a military town, so. That's very, very, very true. What part of San Diego did you grow up in? In City Heights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I live in the house that I grew up in when I was a, a child. Now, since like, when I moved back to San Diego from San Francisco, I'm back in that same house in City Heights. How is uh, that? Going awesome. back in as an adult. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it looks a lot different in this house than it did <laughs> when I was growing up. But yeah. um, it's, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to decorate everything and... There's so much color around my house, so yeah, so, that's so for, fucking so cool. That is really cool because a lot of I people would, don't get to do that. I would kill to like go back to my childhood house and like just do it my way, your way. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have so many to choose from. We moved like 21 times when I was a kid. Oh, I do not. Uh, which house can I pick from the wheel of trauma? <laughs> trauma. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so, where is your family still in in San Diego? Yeah, they live uh, in East County. Yeah. Oh, okay. What part of uh, East County? El Cajon, Santee, La Mesa. Uh, oh, oh, see, El- I went to high school. Me and Bastie <laughs> did. We both grew up in El Cajon. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Yeah, I think it's it, just kind of yeah. like holding your breath your whole childhood until you yeah, get pretty get much. Yeah. <laughs> all the time over there the what the yogurt mill in, um, <gasps> yes the in, yogurt mill. yeah oh my yogurt god i haven't thought about that oh in forever <laughs> for anybody Holy that shit. doesn't know in san diego the yogurt mill if you if you're from san diego especially the east county you know the you yogurt know about mill the yogurt. <laughs> so we were park we were park rats we would uh, be little punk kids we would walk from parkway plaza <laughs> over to the yogurt mill yes oh my god that was like our day basically yeah you know, wait a minute and get Mexican food and then walk yeah. back to Parkway Plaza. Yep. Knock, knock <laughs> okay. Away. 
Help um, me. What is this yogurt mill? Okay, so the yogurt mill, the building looks like the it's tilted, right? Like the Tower of Pizza, I think, if I remember yeah. right. Right? I or thought it that- was like one of those like cheap. It looks like a phallus. Yeah, there you go. That's the perfect on, way of putting it. <laughs> and then and, yogurt there. I yes. mean, it's obnoxious size like cups of, of like, like a small was an extra large. Right. It's, and then they had the like craziest flavors too. It was right. so good. Like froyo or like yogurt yogurt. Froyo. Froyo. Okay, I'm thinking you're getting like a half gallon of like no, no, like not like Greek yogurt or like no. yo play. No. Ew, that's no. disgusting. Bifidus regularis. Mm. <laughs> 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 but Parkway Plaza is a fucking like time capsule. Vivian, have you ever been there? Very <laughs> Vivi, oh you, go. you have to wear in Parkway Plaza. Like, would you go in the mall and walk the mall as a teenager? Like you were a mall rat. Yeah, we, were, we did uh, that in high school. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. You know, they had this, um, they had a couple of punk rock stores there. One was called Rocket 88. Yeah. And um, they sold like a lot of like rockabilly and like, uh, like that kind of punk style stuff, uh, creepers and things. And there was another punk store that sold records. <laughs> And things I forgot what it was called. Um, but uh, was but, yeah, it in I, the mall? It was at the mall. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember those. I remember. Um, I don't know if you Bashi and you remember this, but there was a punk store that was on Main Street in Alcohol Home called Gamma Gamma, and mm-hmm. it was like I don't. It was I was in high school, junior high when it was like in its heyday, but it might have. Gone away before you guys were born because you're probably I don't know. younger oh than God. me. I never heard of it. Yeah, it was Gamma Gamma. Too. I remember you old Tony. I know. <laughs> but, I'm but old. For, for the you listeners, old Grandpa Grandpa. <laughs> for the listeners that don't know, Parkway Plaza is one of the only like retro indoor malls left in San Diego. Yeah. It looks like the one on Stranger Things. I want to go. Oh yeah, it's you're incredible. Right. It's like they haven't fucking touched anything. It's like anchor stores are a Walmart and <laughs> yeah, like, and they, they have like the old school food court. Yeah, remember? like with the, with the hot dog on a stick. Carousel. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the carousel. So weird. It's and, we should uh, go. I miss it. Is it open? Go and play Dance Dance Revolution there at the movie yep. theater. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it was like so big. And like yeah. now I go yeah. there and. It's I walked the thing in 30 minutes. Exactly. But the thing I remember, um, we always went in the summer because it was so fucking hot in Alcohol. So you would go to Parkway Plaza because it was AC and you would walk around the mall all day with your friends. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so how for your drag, how would you describe your drag for people who probably never seen it? Like what? What style would you would you categorize it as? So I call my drag, I call myself a punk rock glamour demon. Oh, I like um, that. and also a, a mother of misfits. So I like that. My mother of misfits side is when I kind of um go to more of a more of a feminine characteristic, I guess. I, I'm like a mistress, and that's when I usually do like a skin tone look and I try to kind of like elevate my drag to this kind of um mother of all weirdos kind of thing yeah and uh my my more chaotic uh side is you know i I try to be very glamorous but also demonic at the same time so you know post-binary um 
not human, not alien, not anything. Just <laughs> the, totally out of your imagination. Yeah. You know, the last time I think we had a conversation, you were dressed up like as a black sheep or goat. A goat. Yeah. And it was at DreadCon, I think. Oh, yes. That's yeah, right. that's right. We saw you at DreadCon. <laughs> That and there's the um the picture that our audience on YouTube is seeing is that look with the horns, but you're like in a dumpster with a baby next to you, <laughs> a baby doll. I love uh, that picture. I was uh, shooting a digital drag uh video. Um, yeah. you know, since quarantine, we you know had to be pretty creative, so um, walked down the street and uh, took that in the dumpster of the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> How has going, um, doing the digital drag shows been for you since coronavirus and not being able to in the bars? I know every drag queen has a different (laughs) viewpoint on it and how they're handling. So for you, how has it affected you and how have you grown your drag since then? You know, there's there's good elements of it and there's some uh, difficult elements of it. Um, you know, learning how to like time the the words, like the the music overlapping over the video, like yeah. that takes a long time uh, sometimes. You know, it, but it, it's really helped you be creative. Um, I've definitely done things I never thought of before, and uh, been really able to like. I'm like, why didn't I just? Why wasn't I doing this a long time ago? You don't yeah. even have to step out of your house to make a video. Or <laughs> you don't to have to leave <laughs> to do a performance. Yeah, and they're actually a lot of fun to make, uh, but they can be pretty time consuming. Um, uh, but I feel like it, it really opens the door to like people can do really anything. The things you can't do in the club, you can do at home. And mm-hmm. um, and when I get back to performing on stage, I'm gonna definitely use some of the things from home that I've learned and like kind of try to apply that to the stage as well. Okay. So yeah. Hmm? What's an example of something that you've been able to do at home and not in the club? Can you can you give it a reveal on anything, or is it too much <laughs> of a secret? Uh, um, well, basically, just how you can kind of like tell a story. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, for one of my videos, uh, do you guys remember um, uh, "Torn"? That song "Torn" from like the nineties. Yeah, uh, Natalie Ambrugio, I think was yeah, the, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> room and like the furniture's moving and like her boyfriend's there so i recreated that video in my own way in my living room you know moving the furniture around and um setting up the camera in one spot you, you can't really do that on stage oh, right. yeah um and uh, a lot of i i used to make a lot of messes on stage um which <laughs> which like uh, prevents me from getting uh, callbacks <laughs> people are like oh. she made a mess she, she made, made a mess, mess. <laughs> there was apples particles and fruits and vegetables all over the bar for weeks yes um yeah i definitely um so now i can do those messes at home and then uh you know show yeah. them on video at the club or do something like that yeah. so but maybe you have a very exciting new business you're going into you're opening your own shop here in san diego whips and furs which we are super excited for because San Diego does not have a shop like this. So let our audience know what they can expect when they go to Whips and Furs. Oh my gosh. All right. So this is so fucking exciting. So um, some of you might know, um, 
I started doing drag in San Diego, but I left and moved up to San Francisco because I was just chasing like the whole San Francisco dream, the environment up there. Uh, my creativity up there was really able to ex explode and expand. And it's hard to get bookings down here in San Diego, um, especially when you're an alternative kind of like punk rock, uh, punk rock, like weird queen. So uh, moving to San Francisco, I was really able to expand my drag. I was working at a costume store and, you know, at like a, a vintage clothing shop. And it was a super awesome. I just love working at the costume store, helping people get ready for a party. Yeah. And there's a lot, of, there's always a party in San Francisco. So yeah. all year long, uh, you know, helping people get ready for events, uh, Burning Man, Halloween. Um, you know, I was able to play with makeup all day. It's just, it was an incredible, amazing experience. Um, and when I moved back to San Diego, you know, like you said, there's nothing like that here. And, you know, when I realized that I wanted to do drag full time, because that, this is all I do full time, you know, I don't really know where else I can work except for, you know, doing my own thing, running my own business. And I just really want to offer San Diego what we had in San Francisco, like bringing that concept down here um, and being a, having a place where people can come and see me, talk about their outfits, talk about the performances they want to do, get some like um, tools and tricks of the trade, you know. Yeah. Um, so we're going to have wigs, we're going to have heels, we'll have the thin eye makeup, Graftobian, Mayron, Krylon. Um, I'm going to have these headpieces that I make. Mm -hmm. um, you can also do custom orders with me. Uh, we're going to also have like a photo uh, uh, area set up so we can like do makeovers, do photos. Okay. I'm going to have um, guest makeup artists come and do tutorials with people and workshops. Oh, that's um, awesome. A one-stop shop for everything that you're going to need to like be glamorous and fabulous and put your ideas into action. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so like, if you're doing like a custom look, how much advance notice do you need if you're if you're going to put something like that together. I mean, I know it's going to depend like on what you want, but, but generally like what's a good time frame. So I'm super quick um, and crafty. I feel like I'm so hard to say, maybe like a week. I would okay. say like a week. I can get things done in a couple of days, but I like yeah. to do a couple of practices. I made these headpieces just as like my practice round for myself, but now I'm going to start making them for the public that I can sell. Yeah. Are you going to get a headdress, Bashy? No. Bashy. I mean, I could, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't tell you like every single Halloween, I'm just like running in between Buffalo Exchange flashbacks, yeah. you know, like anywhere. Like, I'm just trying to put something together last minute every yeah. single time. The other yeah. thing that I love about this is Robbie and I have done so much theater in San Diego and there's no shop anymore. You can run to that carries theater makeup like Ben and I's or if you need a wig last minute for the show there's nowhere you can run in person and get it um, get or even like a costume piece or a prop there's nowhere in San Diego for that um, yeah, so this is super oh. exciting for anybody within the creative community, especially putting on a show. It'll be so nice to actually have a place to go to pick it up and not have to wait a week or days in the mail for it to come. Exactly. Yeah, I plan to have uh, prop prop weapons. We'll have boas, accessories, um, lashes, stashes, and glasses. Oh, nice. Um, I plan to have things that light up, uh, glow in the dark. 
Um, it's yeah. gonna be a, um, the store I worked at in San Francisco is called Costumes on Hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you look them up on Instagram, uh, it's looks costuming uh, or looks costumes. Um, you know, that's it. You'll see some old pictures of, of Vivi on there. Uh, <laughs> you just posted and- one on Facebook. Were you, weren't you modeling a costume um, mm-hmm. from back in the day? <laughs> like superhero one? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know San Diego back in the day used to have the costume shop, but they went out of business years ago. And then there was, it was, um, it was run by Pam, I think a friend of ours in theater, but it just, it was here. They were, I forget where they were originally, but then they ended up in North park um, and they were getting older. So they just stopped doing the business. Um, Then we had gypsy treasure in La Mesa that was there forever. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they decided to call it quits, too. And that was a while ago. So San Diego hasn't had anything like this in a long time. We lost Buffalo Breath and Gypsy, like, within a year of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. And and which one? Uh, Buffalo Breath. Yeah, Buffalo Breath. Yeah, they closed pretty close together, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not Mm -hmm. that far apart. So now we have nothing. 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 Which which Actually, is so great that you're I, doing this. <laughs> I'm just super excited. Um, like you said, there's 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 nothing um, like that. So if you have an idea for a, a performance or a, a, a video shoot or a, a picture, um, you can't really go anywhere and access these these supplies. You yeah. know that you to, to be successful in that. So I feel like a lot of people don't execute their ideas because you don't have access. So um, that's where my store comes in. So we'll have everything. I know there's a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of drag kings uh, in town that, you know, would like some access to facial hair and different things to um, kind of complete their uh, imagination and stuff. So, and another thing about the store is we're going to be pulling in um, all the creatives from town. So, you know, there's a lot of people I know that make some fabulous things. Um, You know, Sienna Desire makes nails. Um, some other queens um, style wigs, um, some other uh, queens in town uh, do different things, uh, whether they sew, uh, style or whatever. Um, I'm going to be um, inviting them to, you know, have a have a spot in the store, be able to put their stuff, market it um, and get it out there, um, get it out of their closets and onto the shelf and put their name out on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the great thing is you're taking over a spot that has been a legendary spot here in San Diego. And I'm so glad that that spot is not going away for people who know you're taking over the secrets wigs spot mm-hmm. here in North park. Oh, um, shit. Yes. Which is great. Cause people <laughs> in San Diego secrets has been around for a long time and that's where you go to get wigs, whether you're drag queen or whatever, you always go there. Um, so that's, how did that come about that you got into that space to do your shop? Well, yeah, you know, Maria is a local icon mm-hmm. and um, she has such a big heart and she's been just a staple in our community for such a long time. Like you said, uh, she put the first wig cap on my head when I wanted to do drag. And uh, back in those days, you know, you would sit sit down in front of the mirror. She, you know, gave me my first compliment complimentary wig cap. Um, and, uh, you know, tried on a couple of wigs and stuff. And since then, since that day, Maria and I have had a relationship um, where I go into the store, I talk to her, and we um, just kind of had a connection for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she always takes in some people to apprentice with her. Um, 
she's just a total sweetheart, but you know, she was, you know, has been doing it for such a long time. And we've been talking over the last two years about, <clears throat> you know, what she had planned for the business and stuff. And, um, I was supposed to open my, a makeup counter just in the corner of her store. So then I made whips and furs into a business, an official business. Um, I'm the sole proprietor of that. And I started um, buying Benai and Krylon Mayron products and getting my seller's permit and everything. I got a makeup counter and I was all set to go to yeah. move all that over there. And then COVID-19 happened. And um, so she was going to let me get my feet wet with operating a small business counter space. Um, so we didn't know, but then, you know, after a few months went by, she actually has to completely go out of business. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of, you know, faced with what do I want to do with this makeup counter? Um, it's been in my living room for the last few months. And am I going to go ahead? And the dream is, was always to have my own costume store and drag store. Um, so I was like, do I just want to go full throttle in this or take a step back? And, you know, mm -hmm. The crystals told me, like the stars, they, they told me, let's do it. Like, let's go for it. Marie and I talked about it. I talked to the um, the property owner and we're just going to make it happen. Um, so that's amazing. We're, or we're going to go full throttle. I do have a GoFundMe. I can use any sort of assistance on there, whether you're sharing the GoFundMe page or you're making a donation of any amount. It's really awesome. Um, and I'm going to have a pretty good good start i feel like yeah and then things right around the corner as well so yep. <laughs> how how do people find the gofundme um you can find it on my instagram uh vv the underscore force or on our whips and furs instagram whips and furs sd and yeah. um it's just uh, you can click click the link it's also on facebook yeah and um, we'll also put it on our website if people want to go there you can click on there too um and donate because i think it's i think i'm i'm excited to have it in san diego because we haven't yeah. had something it's like also that. like i'm glad something like this is coming into north park because i'm always afraid that the neighborhood's gonna lose its soul at some point if we yeah. put in another fucking like hipster ramen place i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> or like, another brewery but like yeah. but you're i'll definitely stop by and say hi you're right across the street yeah yeah so i I want everyone to come stop and say hi to it and talk to me. You know, let's get to know each other. Yeah. Um, yes, let's work. Let's collaborate. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to be a resource for the community that way. Um, that's just exciting. like, you know, yeah, that's, that's it's great. a lot of work. <laughs> I bet it's you're like exhausted. Costumes. Uh, I'm also taking costume donations, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have a whole like a uh, she shed full of random things that, I can't wait to pull out and, and you know have a place for. So yeah. she's been collecting uh, stuff for a while. So that's awesome. How exciting is that? I mean, yeah. you're gonna be having your own business. That's got to be scary at the same time. It's really scary. And then you know, with COVID nineteen, you know, on the rise. Yeah. Still, you know. Yeah. We don't know if there's gonna be another like, widespread closure. Yeah. You know. I mean, look at what's happening in Arizona this week. They're like, just no masks, no nothing. Yeah. They're spiking. And they're our neighbors. They're literally right over there. So yeah. I just look hope over people... There. Over there. Look <laughs> over there. <laughs> I have a I feeling we're going to hit a second spike, but... 
Yeah. I think Halloween's still going to be huge. People, oh. even if it's at a person, it's going to be over Zoom. And like it's on a weekend. Each other. It's on a weekend this year. That's the thing that pisses me off about this fucking year because everything lined up. Oh, I know. Like perfectly. And now it's all. Nita, the full body latex masks. (laughs) That's what everybody's going to be wearing for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Hazmat suits will be popular. Oh, my God. So I wanted to get because I don't I don't think we we talked about this last week and the week before. But with the Black Lives um, movement that's happening, we can't forget about it and we cannot talk about it because it'll lose steam if we do. Um, mm-hmm. So I wanted to get your viewpoints because we talked to Strawberry about this. And I loved getting viewpoints from people within our community on how they feel about it, how they're seeing San Diego react to it and all of that. So what, have, what, have, what has been your experience with it in the last month and stuff with uh- it? Well, in the last month, it's just been a lot of emotions um, swirling around. Um, you know, the movement, yes, is not over, Mm-mm. and we still have to fight. At the at the same time, I've been trying to focus on opening my business, mm-hmm. and then also keeping my um, my doing keep, keeping myself creating um, art and everything as well. So it's just been really hard to like juggle everything i know and with COVID 19 there's just yeah, a lot it's a going lot on. <laughs> everybody's um, plates are full. full i was super okay. active in um the protests uh <laughs> when they rang out you know when uh in la mesa uh they burnt down the chase yeah. the chase uh, um that day i got hit with a rubber bullet in the i back. saw oh that on God. your facebook yes i was uh so when it hit me so there i was out there for hours um we were getting tear gassed all day um, the, you know, lots of explosions and loud noises throughout the entire day. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was getting dark and, uh, you know, a canister went off of tear gas. And when I turned around to run, um, from like the smoke, I got hit in the back of the head, which, which it felt like, like a metal bat almost. <sighs> and, um, I like kind of like stumbled down and I put my hand on my head immediately and it just hurt really bad. And I had to keep going because the tear gas was yeah. going to get up. So I remember just trying to like get across the street, but I couldn't see if the light was green or anything because my like vision was blurry. And I was just yelling medic. And um, when I got to the other side of the corner, everyone just you know came around me and started helping bandage my head up. It was bleeding. Just <sighs> I didn't see back there. I could just see blood on my head, yeah. which I'm used to seeing. But uh, performance. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like this time it's real <laughs> yeah i'm not faking it you guys um, it's, it's real blood um, <laughs> it's not stage blood god damn it <laughs> um yeah and then um i got picked up by a friend um who was um you know uh, circling around there's a lot of um allies in our community um doing their part whether you know you're able to be in the front lines um protesting you know, or you're just able to be, you know, down the street to pick people up if they're in, in need of, mm-hmm. of shelter or help or, you know, a, a ride home, you know. So I got a ride home that day, but I, I was out there the next day protesting again. Yeah. Uh, is A lot of, like, really sudden, like, PTSD comes from being out there with the explosions and everything. Um, kind of got a little, like, paranoid and, like, mm-hmm. afraid of, like, going out there and being out there again. Um, so I'm trying to see what I can do from home. Yeah. And that's um, a, a 
trying to plan an event or a fundraiser or um, opening a, the first Black-owned uh, queer makeup store in San Diego. Yes. Um, you know, uh, I definitely want to see some changes happen in Hillcrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that definitely, definitely needs to happen. I mean, if you look at Hillcrest, um, there's not really, there's nowhere for, for, for Black people to go. There's nowhere for um, Black trans people to go mm-hmm. or um, trans men and women, period. Mm-hmm. And um, if you just look at the nightclub experience, the biggest nightclub, Riches, which I love performing at Riches, you know, um, it is very, it's a very white, cis, heteronormative space. And, you know, if you look at how they split up the dance floors, yeah, you know, front room so, is, you know, like the front room, yep. you know <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> you have like the fist pumping, you know, typical, you know, the gays that you see on TV experience, yeah. the, you know, rainbow capitalism on one side. And then you have like this energy um, on this other side, on the smaller stage. Yeah. And, you know, why push everyone to this crowded, small space that's actually using the club for what it's for, you know, yeah. like uh, dancing, uh, 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 bringing each other up, like creating that energy and that space. And imagine if that was all one club. Yeah. So I feel like a Black-owned business, a Black-owned nightclub or a bar space would just do so well here. And it's something that's really needed. The, um, the other thing with that is San Diego's losing a lot of its nightclubs I was over the last say, like, few years. So num- many have closed down. Numbers was kind of that club, and it's been gone. And like the original Brass was, Rail too. The original Brass that. Rail was a little bit, a little bit more diverse. I mean, they had sure. they had Hispanic Night, which I loved. Well, and now I'm concerned because Number One was kind of that place, and they just now, got a whole. I, I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Is that? But we do need more diversity within the nightclub scene in San Diego, especially now that a lot of places have closed down within the last, like, 10 years or so. Absolutely. And, you know, it's time for it. There's limited people that own all the places. Mm -hmm. It's a little monopolized um, uh, in Hillcrest. Uh, There's not a lot of people that own, you know, there's no, there's also no black, you know, many black bar uh, managers or um, or even like black store managers that you'll see in Hillcrest. So a lot of it is white and mm-hmm. it's very heteronormative and very, you know, cis gay male. And, um, and yeah, I hope that, I hope that with the black lives matter movement and the attention to black trans lives mm-hmm. that, you know, people, you know, start to do something different. I think Hillcrest needs to rethink the people that go to Hillcrest need to, needs to rethink what they expect from the nightclub experience. Yeah. And, I feel like we, when I'm out in in San Francisco and in Oakland and in other in other spaces, um, Los Angeles um, and in these queer spaces, um, I feel like there's like a more of an intent to the nightclub experience, um, and uh, and gathering and sharing space, and where we kind of lack that here in San Diego. Uh, I feel like it's just very superficial here, and I feel like we can we can party on a little bit of a deeper level and yeah. and. Uh, Kind of like reach a different. Um, I don't even know how to explain all this, but um, it, feel, it feels so cool. like that evolution needs to happen. Like growth comes from evolution, and it feels like um, it needs that other to take that other step to go in a new direction or change. There needs to be change. Yeah, and you know, having limited spaces also yeah. makes it hard. 
know, mm. I feel like people cram into spaces just to stand there and look at each other. And, yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, like, oh, let's, let's go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Okay. Let's go over here and stand. Let's go over here and stand. Change you know, position. Not, we're not, we're yeah. not learning or gaining anything or building anything here. You know, it's so, um, I feel like we, we definitely need to rethink what we expect from, from our spaces that we go to. Yeah. And I mean, when I want to go out, I want to see something I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. I want to go <laughs> yeah. see people I've never seen before. Like the last thing I want to do is say the same thing every weekend. I don't want to pay a cover for that. Yeah. And no, as I have a, to agree with that. And as a black queer artist in San Diego, I'll tell you, I've reached out to everyone and mm-hmm. I get zero replies back. You know, no one wants to, to collaborate. No one wants to work on things. It's the same people that always get the opportunities here. And, you know, my show, Whips and Furs, you know, we don't get a budget, you know, to put our shows on. And I know other shows do. Um, I have to pay those queens um, out of my own pocket or ask for, you know, hopefully people from the audience will donate, you know. But as another show in the same space a week later, we'll get, um, you know, promotion on Instagram, promotion on Facebook, you know, um, so much more attention. And um, not not to kick your show, Mary MT, but, you know. <laughs> But, you know, we don't, you don't, I don't get money for these to pay the performers. And so you just see kind of how, you know, there's kind of like a disconnect there, you know, mm-hmm. as far as um, uh, what people are willing to, to, uh, to budget for in the community. So, so, so how does that change? That changed uh, by bar managers um, across all the bars. And, and I think that they should set up a budget specifically for queer black events and make sure that like once a month they're um, providing some sort of space and they're making sure that it's a safe space. They're kicking people out if they're not following the rules, not make, if, if they're making people feel uncomfortable, if they're misgendering people, if they're being racist, they get kicked out and absolutely yeah. bottom line. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like all the, all the bars and, and spaces should, should um, create a budget so that they're creating a, at least one night a month for black queer people, black trans people, period. Yeah. And uh, black, yeah, and they should all get in free as well. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I know, Gossip was doing a, Gossip yeah. was doing a trans uh, or like a non-binary, what was that event that they were doing? It didn't, do you know what I'm talking about, Vivi? I can't uh, remember what it was called, but I, there needs to be more of that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I have and to also, agree I don't, with that. Yeah. I don't get a budget either. I don't get it. Oh, I get paid. No. <laughs> I get a host fee, but I don't get, I pay the girls through the door, but. Yeah, I mean, but we need, we, we do need budgets, you know. Of course, yeah. oh, I think so. We're bringing in, you know, we're. You're bringing we're in a crowd the that the bars are going to make what money off of. Exactly. They're going to make money off of the drinks, if anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So why? Why can't there be a kick down to the artists bringing in those crowds? Right. Right? It only makes sense. And, you know, it helps the show grow bigger, yeah. you, know? you know. I can't I can't pull any outside people in to bring down to San Diego or yeah. anything, you know. And so, yeah, you know, you got to you just got to be creative with what you got and um and it's tough when you're doing it all by yourself, you know. So like trust me i know with this show no. <laughs> yeah, you know so yeah you know it'd be easier with a team but yeah. uh 
so yeah, the show's really hard to to keep up with. Um, and that, but you know, you know, no, you know, Mo's has been great. I'm just really, I really appreciate them giving us that space. But I do feel like now, I think that all the bars should consider um, expanding um, opportunities for Black yeah. queer people. Yeah, it's, it's just a boost, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anything, yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, and. Uh, and we're creative people. We're magical people. Imagine what we can do if we're given, you know. Uh, well, it's with anybody that's in the arts. It's like you, there's this constant drive to create. Mm-hmm. And half of the time, it's an uphill battle <laughs> to create. Because there's right. always something in the way, whether it's funding, whether it's people not liking your artwork. There's always something. But as an artist, you're constantly fighting uphill to get mm-hmm. your message out to get your artwork out and that's yes. just that's just how it is but it'd be nice to have support <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah yeah you know, and uh i feel like we're getting there yeah. you know um i know that riches was starting to incorporate more um events into their um there's their calendars and stuff like that and um you know i'm really excited to see what ryan does as the new owner of riches um, I know he's more uh, current with everything yeah. um, happening. I know that he he's he's gonna try to make a difference in the community as yeah. well and see what he can do. And I feel like Moses is right there as well. They're yeah. uh, uh, really taking off as far as supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they they supported our our show for uh, you know for two years. So yeah. um, you know, no hate to to Moses at all. You know, but yeah. But it's uh, with this whole Black Lives movement. It's um, it's a starting point. I feel like it's 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 making change happen. Finally, mm-hmm. after all these years, it's yeah, finally we're starting more and more to... aware. And that's yeah. And, and it just sucks thing, that yeah. it's taken so long. Because the reality is, racism's probably ne- it's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. Whether mm-hmm. it's here, any country, it's true. It's true. It's the it's the constant fight between good and evil. That's always a, there. And I, a, I and I and I. It's funny because I watch social media, and every country in the world has some form of racism they're fighting with some kind of minority group. So it's nice now to see that it's in the forefront. Like people are finally paying attention. Finally, mm-hmm. it sucks. Well, that, not only that. It's, yeah. it's also the exposure to it. Like, my friend was like, yeah. how come you guys changed the pride flag? And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, we, we were having the- this discussion <laughs> earlier about that, about the pride like, flag. Yeah, he's like, what, why is there, like, a little chevron on it? And I was like, that's trans, that's brown and black people that are also included. Yeah. Because gay people are just as racist, as xenophobic as the rest of the general public. And yeah. they had no idea. I explained to them that people on their grinder profiles have no fats, no femmes, no Asians, no blacks. Like, that's typical. But see, this is this well, is an interesting less, but... conversation because of being in my 40s, uh, when I was coming up, teenage, 20, 20 years, we didn't have social media, none of that, right? So the pride flag for me was, was inclusive. Sim- yes, it was a symbol of it don't care what color my skin is. I know I'm part of that community. And I think over time that has changed within the community. But there's still people from that age that still look at that pride flag, the rainbow, which 
which originally had nothing to do with the color of your skin when it was made, mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but over time with social media, I, I really do think that message of the original pride flag, what it was me- meant to represent has changed because of that. So now race is attached to the pride flag, which it never was before social media and people weren't, it, it just wasn't. So it to me, looking at the pride flag has always been like, you see it on a building when I was in my early 20s. I was like, I'm safe going in there. No matter. It had nothing to do with the color of my skin. But now that's different. It's totally changed what the pride flag was meant to, to mean and represent. Because if you look back in history, especially in the 70s, the trans community was one of the first communities that wore that rainbow flag with pride through the protest and stuff. But that's the flags changed over the years. So now it, it's it's changed to include that because I don't know. I think it's it's just the way, especially the queer community has changed. You see it. So. I think that any time like capitalism gets involved and, and things get commercialized, yeah. I feel like it as it does undercut the value and meaning of things. Yeah. I mean, like to have a rainbow flag um, back in your day was probably such a, a sign of rebellion. Yeah, you didn't associate it with absolute vodka. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. It was yeah, a so rebellious was, thing. Like you so wore it and of, you knew you were going to get beat up or something, you know? Exactly. It's not like it, that now to raise that flag and walk down the street you know uh be brave enough to do that then that would that would be such a big deal but i don't feel like yeah that flag still like in our current time doesn't represent everybody the way you felt about the rainbow flag is Mm -hmm. the way that i feel about the trans flag today yeah like i feel like like and the and the rainbow flag doesn't represent that for me anymore yeah um because there's just so much rainbow capitalism that we call it, you know? So Yeah. And I think me and Rob have talked about, I think that's what's, what's hard to see because it rep it's the flag has changed what it originally Mm -hmm. represented. And that's, what's kind of sad because it was built. The guy that built it had nothing to do with the color of people's skin. It was like, you're queer, whatever that means to you, you're part of this community. I don't Mm -hmm. care what you look like. And like you said, it with capitalism, that's changed, and it kind of sucks that it has. But yeah, I mean, yeah. just like when marriage passed, you yeah. know, I feel like a lot of people were so happy that two white men could buy a cake, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that still, you know, did nothing for you know the black trans community, yeah, um, really. And I feel like just because gay marriage passed, I feel like we forgot about the rest of the um, our spectrum. Yeah, you know, so just because a rainbow flag is outside of a bar doesn't mean that everybody in our community is going to feel comfortable going in there. Yeah, um, uh, because you know what we see is, like you said, that the LGBTQ community can be really the LGBT community can be really, really um, prejudiced. <laughs> Just no, it's back. true. It's true. Do you think this is a question? I, I, I'm interested to get everybody's opinion because on the other side, I think people may look at the flag and see the black brown stripes represented. But let's say you're not Hispanic or you're not black, and you're maybe the Asian culture or Middle Eastern. Do you look at that flag and go, "Why am I not included in it?" Does that um, start I- to happen? 
I feel like um, black represents all people of color. Um, you know, you know, it represents you know anyone of, of a person of color, really. So everyone should feel represented in the black and brown stripes. See, I love that. I love. That. <laughs> it's just an upgrade. Yeah, we're all, we all come from uh, you know indigenous communities, um, and mm-hmm. you know, and and moved around to the places that we are now because of you know colonial colonialism and slavery and yeah. things like that. Um, you know, we all have to remember that as people of color, um, we all have that in common that we all come from an indigenous. Lineage. Do you think people are forgetting that right now? You think like that's the tie line when you use people of color? That's the tie line with whether whether you're Hispanic, Black, Asian, Middle Eastern. That's the tie line between all of us. You know what I mean? Like we're all on that spectrum of being a person of color. Right. So I love that. That's like that's the perfect way of putting it. <laughs> but I know, like I was talking to Robin, we were talking about this before the show with the flag. That I saw people bring up that um, topic of why does it need to be a reboot of the fl- of the original flag and what it meant. Um, but I think that explains it perfectly well. Why? So yeah, yeah. I think we should always <laughs> be growing and updating, and you yeah. know, yeah, refreshing our screens. Exactly. Um, and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what we can do now. Exactly. So on a little bit of a lighter topic, something that's funny that happened this week and I want to get your guys' opinion on. <sighs> Gwyneth Paltrow. We've oh, talked yeah. about I, I always know you're going to say Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> after you go. <laughs> <laughs> so did you see she came out with another fucking candle? This time it's called It Smells Like My Orgasm. Because the first one was, it smells like my vagina. <laughs> Look at that, your face. So this brought up... giving this crazy lady money. I know. I know. I don't know why people are doing this. It's so stupid. But it made me think, if we had to put out a candle for each of us that had to smell like our orgasm, what would it smell like? Oh, Anybody? Shit. A parking Great. ticket and a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> A parking ticket in a pickle. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Like a like a big dill pickle wrapped up in a parking citation. <laughs> that yeah. would be the scent. What about right you bashing? Like vodka Red Bull. Desperation. <laughs> Mine would just smell like mothballs. 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 That's it. <laughs> That's it. It would just be mothballs. <laughs> what about so you, BB? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gone to somebody's house and all you smell is mothballs, though? Yeah, yeah, Tony. Tony. yeah Rob. Rob, that's true. Rob. Thanks. I'm <laughs> sorry, Rob. <laughs> what about you, Vivi? <laughs> what would your orgasm candle smell like? Probably like cat food and spray paint, actually. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> I can't attest that is exactly what Vivi smells like. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she just orgasms every time I see her. Every time, every time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's another question for you guys. If you had to pick a candle of a celebrity's orgasm, what celebrity's orgasm would you want to smell? Megan the Stallion. Oh, have you been watching her on Legend? The, the about the ball? Oh, she's so good on that. I love her so much. Oh my god, she's so good. She's uh she's one of the judges, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Is this the HBO one? Yeah, Legend. It is a good show. I, me and Rob have been watching it religiously. Oh, it's so good. I love all the drama. 
It's so good. I know what I'm doing after this today. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so Megan the Stallion. What about you, Miss Miriam T? There's so many. <laughs> um, wait, Bashy, you go. I'm still yeah, Bashy, go ahead. Do you I'm know so, what celebrity? A celebrity's orgasm that I would want to smell. Yeah. Oh, wait, the first thing that came to mind was Bad Bunny, but I feel like that's just not the right answer. But like, I'm down. Um, <laughs> he just makes me really wet. Yeah. Um, he's just beautiful. But there's so many. Uh, I can't. Okay, Bash, you do you do one. That's I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with Bad Bunny. Maybe it'll smell like carrots and dick. Let's <laughs> smell carrots and dick. I love carrots. Uh, Carrots okay. are one of my favorite vegetables. I don't know. Diamonds the only are... one that... Wait, Wait what was that? The what? what? Never mind. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Did you say Eartha Kitts? <laughs> no, I, I, I thought diamonds are a girl's best friend. But uh, is, is diamonds carrots? Or is carrots, it... got it. Ah, there. there. Um, <laughs> I thought you said Eartha Kitts. <laughs> Eartha Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bashi, what about you? Who would be a uh, celebrity orgasm you'd want to smell every day? God, the only one that comes to mind is Cardi B's because I just think it'd be a little nasty but still smell good. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I, could, I could get into that. Yeah. I don't know what... Cardi was not be. thrilled with that answer. No, no. I was just faking. Cardi was like, okay. I can't okay. think of anything, though, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'd want any celebrity's orgasm smell. I don't really gush over many celebrities that much. No, yeah. neither do I. Same here. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I this Gwyneth Paltrow, I can't with her. I can't with her. Well, I love her though. You're always you love to you bring keep, up Gwyneth. You keep citing her. I do because yeah. she's ridiculous. It's are absolutely you, ridiculous. Are you actually getting like a monthly box from Goop and you're not telling us? <laughs> no. Are you are you Tony, are you, you got goop money? Have no. you inserted a vaginal egg? This morning? No, that was you. We talked about that. Remember, we talked. <laughs> don't Bashing talk about you. Mexican Eric. He's not here. Bashing, you are a vaginal egg. Oh, thank you, you. Yeah, you are. I'll take you that. Oh, speaking, of, speaking of eggs and private parts, have you guys seen the 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 Epstein Epstein documentary? Whatever. <gasps> yeah. Like the yeah. best part is when it's like, is it true you have an egg? An egg shaped dick. Oh, <laughs> I was gag goop. Oh my god! <laughs> it's actually a very good series, and he was, so he mad. was an evil motherfucker. Oh, it was the fate. I was just like, <laughs> but, oh but nothing can shake that motherfucker because he's a sociopath. And yeah. seeing him upset was like the most satisfying thing out of that whole documentary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Uh, him ending the interview was was a yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. It was a yes. Was a, I guess oh I do God. have an egg-shaped Should, dick. Thank can you. Can you imagine being known as a guy with an egg-shaped dick? That would be horrible. Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> oh my now God! Now he's just known as a maybe dead pedophile. Yeah, he was. God, that documentary. Jesus. Jesus. What have you been guys watching lately? Now that we haven't done this, we haven't talked mm. about what everybody's oh, yeah, been obsessing with. Lady. Is this stoner TV or just what we're? We looking? should we should do stoner TV. Should we do stoner we TV? Hang on, I gotta look something up though. Stoner TV. I have a good one. Me too. I've actually. Oh, I have a. Gr- I think you and I have the same one. Mine's a little different. I've been on this anime kick. 
And I have been watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure like nonstop for the last week. If anybody hasn't seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime, it's so fucking good. And they're so hot in it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's so weird. Okay, who else has a stoner TV? What have you been watching? Did did I mention this? But um, Midnight Gospel? Did we? No, I talked about that. That was mine. I was obsessed with Midnight Gospel. It's so so good. Um, If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's so good. Then I've actually started watching Star Trek. Nerd. constantly okay. i know but eric wilson told me and i started watching it and i'm like this is just like a good never-ending show that yeah you can pick up when you're stoned what about you bb um i'm addicted to survivor <laughs> like watch- old survivor like survivor survivor I, yeah i love watching old reruns of survivor like on hulu it's Lord. what i watched for stone just there's just so much drama and like shade and like this manipulation, it's hilarious to me. It's just, I love, <laughs> I'm watching humans like go through like a struggle yeah. and, like, and, it, <laughs> and they go insane. That, well, that's what All Stars this season feels like Survivor, where they got to kick each other off and all that. Mm, yeah, that. Exactly. You know, yeah, lip- I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love, love Survivor, the dramatic, like, yeah, this is coming home. I love that. <laughs> what about you, Mary MT? What Stone uh, TV have well, you been watching? I've been like working on a lot of costumes, some new stuff. So I've been watching a lot of um, really campy horror movies. Um, a new favorite, Tammy the I, th- I think it's called Tammy the T Rex with Denise Richards. Tammy it's the this T-Rex. terrible early two thousands. Like they they it's like a it's a dark comedy. So it's like lots of blood, but really funny, which is my favorite. And they like pull a brain out of somebody and put it in a giant robotic dinosaur. Um, and then uh, I, and then I've been watching. Um, uh, this I think it was a '70s horror movie called The Baby, which the baby? is where they raise yeah the, this this mother and the two sisters raise this boy as an adult but make him think that he's a baby so it's a giant like man baby terrible. Um, so it was a biopic about your life. Listen, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. I watched um oh, oh uh, you Dracula watched, Dead and Love you again, watched again, one that I was obsessed Love with Killer, Killer Killer Clowns Counts. from Outer Space. Yeah. I That's such a old. fucking fucked up movie. And there's a sequel. So funny. <laughs> there's I a hate sequel. That movie. <laughs> it's so, it's that, so funny. That I was like the movies. one that used to scare me as a child because my mom would watch literally everything. Yeah. Like, and Exorcist was fine. Uh, Pet Cemetery Exorcist. cool, but that one freaked yeah. me out. Really? What about it. you? Maybe, do you a- get into horror movies? Um, I get into horror movies. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. Like, Do you I, like, like old ones or new ones? Um, I like all sorts of movies. I like, you know, Quentin Tarantino movies a lot. Oh, yes. I, I like uh, I like that kind of horror where there's like a psycho involved. And like <laughs> there's like so much suspense and drama. Yeah. Um, I'm so bad with pop culture. Like I will watch like an entire movie and just like, forget like the name of it or that's rob yeah. that's rob <laughs> we'll watch something like 10 times he's going like what is this again wow. i'm like god damn yeah. it. so bad at that yeah <laughs> i've been rewatching all the i've been rewatching the nightmare on elm street movies which oh, is some of my those they're so campy i, I know but those. they scare me no no they're freddy yeah, is no. like the ultimate villain like you're rooting for the villain because i don't like like actually scary movies like i don't like a lot of like realistic like 
like, like conjuring like and all horror, horror, that shit. I'm I not like into, all the old shit. Like, yeah, the Exorcist, too. Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, the all thing. that like spooky yeah. and I like campy stuff. Um, so yeah, I love I love the different ways he kills them and turns them into puppets and TV <laughs> slams. And it's so stupid. It is good. I so stupid. Love it. My favorite <laughs> scene was when so he. <laughs> I love like Rob Zombie, like like oh, the House of a Thousand Corpse and all of those. Yeah, visually those movies, visually stunning. What yeah, he right. did in those, ah, uh, it's like those just it's only like little works of art, like moving art. His his films, like a thousand corpse and all of those ones. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> spooky. I know. Oh, but that is it for our show today, you guys. We already it was a good it up. one. I know it goes by fast. <laughs> I am so happy we finally got you on the show, Vivi the Forest. It's been an absolute joy having you on, and you have to come back and hang out with us again for the whole show. Yes, I can't wait. <laughs> and how? How do people find you? How do they get information on the store? Give them the rundown. In that dumpster behind the liquor store. <laughs> uh, so uh, my store is on is on 28th and University in North Park. Um, I'll be opening in the first uh, week of July. You can go to my Instagram, my Facebook, um, check out the GoFundMe for updates. I'll be posting a video um, about my plans uh, to open the store and sharing that with everybody. And then if you look around town, you'll see these um, flyers I'll be posting out there. You get 25% off your first purchase. So look yes. for these in and I'll have all the information on there for you. Yes, and we will have all of the information on our website, too. So you can go there and go support, go to the store, all of that good stuff. And how do people find you, Miss Mariam T? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Mariam T or my website, sheherme.com. Yay. And then you can catch me at Lips. Lips will be back in action on July 9th. Oh, wow. Nice. Yay. Yeah. So, Come nice. see us there for our new modified glamour show, whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> how do people find you, Bashy? I'm at say my name underscore bash yes. and periodically taking over the podcast Instagram. Yep. And you can find the podcast at who invited her underscore podcast on Instagram or who invited her SD on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. You can email us at the gang at whoinvitedher.net. We love hearing from everybody. And next week, we have a guest coming on who has been on the show many, many times, and we haven't heard from him in a long time. Mr. Eddie Dangerous coming on to hang out oh, with shit. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's going to be a fun show with it whenever Eddie's on. I love that I just found this out. I know. So I was excited. keeping it from you guys. Oh. All the thirsty hosts just got real excited. I know. Every time Eddie comes on, we have such a blast with that guy. He's so much I fun. Actually, I haven't done an episode with Eddie yet. No. You oh, yeah. were off the last time. Yeah. I'm off every time that Eddie does it. Not this time. No. Is he going to do a dildo review or something? I'm hoping. I'm hoping he shows up in just like a jock strap and calls it a day. You I better. Know. That's so funny. 
Uh, but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, Vivi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, Thank it's you. been so good. And today, so every at the end of the show, I'll pick a band of somebody that I'm obsessed with. A song, somebody you need to go check. This is a singer, Grace Petrie. She's from Ireland, and she's queer, and she is a very, very activist, political, for everything that's happening over in the UK as far as with Black Lives Matter, racism, all of that. And she released an album called Queer as Folk. Um, And it's such a great... She's like a folky pop singer. And every song she does has a message. And it's and it covers the gamma of everything. And she, I just love that she's so outspoken, and she's trying to make change with her music. So this is her song that she did um, called "Pride," and it's just it's just so good. And I think it's very relatable to everything that's happening in the world right now. So that's what we're gonna leave you with, you guys. This is Grace Petrie with "Pride." Thank you, Vivi the Force, for joining us Thank this you. week, and we'll see you next week, you guys. And I know you don't want to face the fact That each and every day we're still being attacked And sometimes it's by guns And sometimes it's by words And sometimes it's by the North Carolina bathroom acts And yet we're the same as everyone We're all under the same sun But if you're trying to suggest This is just about the West We spent our whole lives Looking down the barrel of that gun And sometimes It's like an uphill climb Yes, sometimes It's like an uphill climb But I'm right by your side And that's what we call Pride And the love we have each other Will defeat the hate we suffer You're my sisters, brothers and all that's in between And if everything that I made of Was fashioned by your God above It was him that gave this kind of love to me But sometimes it's like an uphill climb Yes, sometimes it's like an uphill